We're going. We're going. We're going. Hi, Dom. Hi, Dom. Hola, como estas? <laughs> what is that voice? You have a problem with my voice? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Fight me. I do. Wow. Fight. So, Dom. Me. Yes. Well, you're yeah. not a wrestling fan. No. You're not a wrestling fan. Not a wrestling no, fan. No, I do not. I hate wrestling. Hate. <laughs> so do I. And that's, that's why I love fuck. it. I just love now wrestling. that I think about what you were saying before, it, that it makes sense now. Because yeah. I think back on my childhood and I'm like, mm-hmm. I used to wrestle me and my buddy all the time. Right? It's mm-hmm. so good. It's it's. And then amazing. he'd always cheat because I was always barefoot and he'd grind his heel against my skin. Oh. Not just the fact that he was using his heel, just the fact that he was using his heel to like peel my skin off of my foot. Shit. Uh, I have sensitive flesh. I don't. I don't think that's legal in the WWE. It probably is. I'm sure it is. Listen, all you would need to do is blow on the ref a little bit, and then you can do whatever you wanted. Ah. Goes so, flying. All right, so we're gonna start off. I I have Stuvi doesn't oh. know about this segment. Okay. That we're gonna start off with. I want to do the weekend review. The week. Oh. Just tell you what's happened in wrestling this week. As in stuff that is happening I don't know this. right now. Stevie I haven't, doesn't know this. I haven't watched week to week in months. I know yeah. I will know who most of the people are. I don't know what they've been doing. Okay. All right. So to begin the segment, are you ready to rumble? <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> Big time. All right. All what right. happened this week in I, wrestling? I want to walk you through. Friday night SmackDown. Right, SmackDown's on Fridays now. Yeah, SmackDown's on Fridays now. So SmackDown used to be on Tuesdays. And before that, it was on Thursdays. And now it's on Fridays. And before that, it was on Fridays again. Yeah, so it went Friday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday. Ha- can you keep up? There's going to be a quiz at the end of this. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen my... Cr- I was going to say credit card. No, I meant my credit card. <laughs> if, you, if, if you could show me your credit card quick, that would be great. And then tell me your pin number with Just it. Tubi, where's my backpack? Oh, there it is. <laughs> no, okay. So Friday Night SmackDown. So the biggest things that happened there. Team Hogan and Team Flair had a face-off. Hulk that Hogan is, and Ric Flair. Yes, that is teams captained by Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Hulk, Hulk Hogan, who... Uh, noted racist. Noted racist. <laughs> racist who, of note. <laughs> who was uh, fired by the WWE and was exiled for two years for making racist comments in his leaked sex tape. Real life things that happen <laughs> yeah. to Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and America's he was, hero Hulk Hogan. His his theme song is titled "I'm a Real American," and they brought him back. The show that they brought him back for was in Saudi Arabia, and it happened mere weeks after that journalist was killed in Turkey. And they brought him back for that. So you, you so you open up, and it's welcome to WWE Saudi Arabia. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. <laughs> and Ric Flair, misogynist of note. <laughs> Noted misogynist. We got Saudi Arabia knows how to party. Yeah. Are now captaining teams in the next Saudi show. By the way, these Saudi shows happen twice a year. They've been twice now? They are the only pay-per-view that happens twice a year. Also, because it's Saudi Arabia, the women wrestlers are not allowed to even go on the trip. Except except for this year. 
This year? Oh, I forgot to tell you that. The world is progressing. There are women in Saudi Arabia now? There's going to be. Okay, so. Is Sami Zayn allowed? Is that still enough? He will probably not go. Sami Zayn didn't go because he wasn't allowed. He didn't go because he didn't want to go. Well, they didn't want. Well, yeah, but it was the whole Syrian thing. Anyways, we're getting off here. So they had a face-off. Uh, nothing of note really happened there. I just wanted to let you know that Saudi Arabia is probably going to be main-evented by Hulk by, Hogan. By teams captained by a racist, misogynist, and a racist... Or a racist and a racist, misogynist. He's, Ric Flair is also probably racist. Probably. I would imagine. It wouldn't shock me. Anyways. I'm anyway. starting this podcast off by just throwing people under the bus as racists. <laughs> Anyways. Well, okay. Ric Flair is like... He's that type of guy. Hulk Hogan is like confirmed racist. Oh, yeah, like yeah. slurs. No, yeah, yeah, like Hulk Hogan has I knew used I didn't the like N-word. That guy. I just thought it was his hair. Has used the N word more than me, or lack thereof. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, so we move on to. I can't even remember what came next. I I believe what? it was a tag team called the Kabuki Warriors. I love the Kabuki Warriors so <laughs> much. If you were to guess what. What country the Kabuki Warriors are from? <laughs> if you had to take a random guess, Dom, what country are the Kabuki Warriors from? Kabuki? They are from Japan. Yes. They are, they are two women wrestlers from Japan who, Ooh. in their own right, are phenomenal. Amazing. By the way, two women wrestlers who speak pretty good. Like, they're actually Japanese. They oh, speak, really? speak pretty good English. Like, Can't, yeah. They are great. Individually, speak, I love both of them. Cannot speak a lick of English when the cameras are on. Probably via direction. They go, yes. you're from Japan. You can't speak English, yes. right? So anyways, so anyways. You can't, wink, 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 wink. speak English, you, right? You anyways, are. Yes. So they come out, and their manager comes out. And this segment ends. Is their manager still Paige? Yes, their manager is still Paige. This seg- Let's well, not talk about Paige. Let's not. It, that's just a sad story, though. It is. Anyways, so that she comes out, and this segment ends by one of the Kabuki warriors spitting green mist into her face and having their manager scream, I can't see, get me some water, about seven times. I forgot. I saw on... You're allowed to talk. You know this, right? Yeah. You're allowed been, to do more than just sit there in shock. I'm you, imagining. I'm imagining. You've been really quiet. Okay, so then I want to move on to Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah, there are two shows. There We're hopping back and shows. forth between past and present. I'm trying to keep up. So Monday Night Raw. So I'm actually going to tell you about what happened on Monday Night Raw before Friday SmackDown. Past or present? Past. This is all past. Oh, this is all past. Yes. So this is These are last like the week. last the last two television shows that Yes. Aired. So this is last week Monday I'm going to tell you about. The the most interesting segment of note was a segment hosted by a man named and Dom, just stop me when this sounds stupid, okay? I don't think you will. Just stop me when this sounds stupid. It was a segment hosted by a man uh, named Jerry the King Lawler. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's just his nickname. Hold on. Let's get past his nickname, which is the King. The King. And normally the King holds like a talk segment called the king's court of course which makes sense because he's he's the king King. so this week allegedly he held the king's divorce court 
<laughs> Dom has just <laughs> deflated like the Bailey Buddies. <laughs> Please and don't mention Bailey Buddies in that negative light ever again. <laughs> that Bailey Buddy is a national hero. <laughs> the one who the one who took the axe to its gut? What took an axe to the gut? Oh, you don't know about this? That's what right. was this? Bailey turned heel. I saw she like cut her hair into like a Karen haircut. Yeah. Okay, so so now we gotta back up for Dom so he can hear this. Oh. <laughs> so there was a character named Bailey whose whole gimmick was I am a hugger. She's just like a smiley hugger. Hugger. Yeah. H G U G G. There's a U in there somewhere. <laughs> what did H- I say? H G U G E R. I love me a good. No, me I'm a good. She wasn't that, but she was a hugger, someone who would like to hug people. And she would come out, and her theme would play, and up would rise. Have you seen the, like, used car salesman? Do you like, know the wacky waving and playable you arm failing tube reflection? No, no. Yes, you are. You're going. This is. No, this Ethan's is the Ethan's trying to do this weird pop and lock thing with his arms waving no. side to side. And no. there's, a, there's a window behind me. <laughs> With a curtain blocking it so we can see what we're doing. It's like a mirror. So he's watching himself do this stupid motion. No, Dom, the use, the like car men. Are the, you like, familiar with the wacky waving of the alarm failing tube men? Yes, those two. Oh, men. yeah, the noodle men? Yeah, yeah that's the noodle what I men. was doing. The noodle men. I was doing the noodle men. <laughs> So ba- I can't dance with Upon shit. her entrance, those wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men, they <laughs> lined the stage and the ramp down of the ring, and yeah. they just like inflate it up because she's happy go lucky, she's a hugger. Yeah. But every time without fail, one of them just wouldn't inflate. <laughs> oh yeah. So you had so you would have this whole line of them up flailing, and then one would be like half deflated and like keeled over and like kind of flopping about. <laughs> It looked. It really looked like the special tube man. <laughs> it looked like a tube man that had been granted a make a wish. <laughs> oh, part of the Bailey line. Noodle man having a seizure. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm a- Bailey. <laughs> Bailey turned. <laughs> yeah. Bailey turned heel, which means becoming a bad guy. Yes. We'll talk about turning heel later in the episode. And. To, to signify that she has turned heel, she dyed her hair black, nice, nice. cut it short in, like, a mo bowl cut from, like, the Three Stooges. Like, a bit longer. She has a Karen haircut. Oh, mo, mo as in mo these two. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, as it, like I, thought you meant, I thought you were saying, like, half mohawk, oh, half no. bowl cut. I was like, how does that even no. work? No, have, you seen, have you seen Kate Nussbaum recently? Yes, I've how, seen, yeah. How she looks. That's her hair. But with shorter hair. Yeah, she's okay. got she's got but the Bailey hair. Bailey's is round. We're like it's like Oh, so like uh like uh the mare from the Lorax. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much like that. So like so imagine she, she, a bowl cut is a hollow bowl. Yes. And you cut that in half. That is So you see the hollowness like. of the bowl haircut, but it's still there around the back. Yes. And to signify that she has turned heel. She takes an axe from off stage. She takes like a pickaxe and methodically chops down every single noodle arm, man. 
while screaming bloody murder. Like it was literally just like ah! This is this is Bailey's current haircut. Where it's like that kind of half bowl like like chin length thing. Oh, it's yes. it's like a weird Karen haircut. Yeah. So anyways. Uh where was it? Oh, the King's Divorce Court. Yes, the King's Divorce Court. Dear God. Okay, so, wait, so two, wait. We're coming back. I need to prepare. We're back on we're back on track. So two wrestlers okay. are going through a divorce. In storyline. In storyline. And and uh the wife and the big, strong, burly black man who she's cheating on her husband with. <laughs> nice! Dom, Dom looks shot. Dom, Dom's just happy. Dom's just like, nice. I'm, I'm gonna... I'm Bravo! Gonna, I'm going to Bravo. provide him visual references. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show him what Bobby Lashley yes, looks Yes, I will like. show him Bobby Lashley. By the way, this big, funny. strong, burly black man... I'm just man imagining him as the, the, the black cop dad from, uh, from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Bigger. Bigger. <laughs> Dom is going wide-eyed with the fucking Wakanda's grandfather. Jesus. <laughs> so, anyways, so she's cheating on her husband with that man, and her they, husband, who is a very hairy white man from Bulgaria, <laughs> oh, yeah, named Rusev. Yeah. <laughs> her husband looks a little like me. I'm not gonna lie. So, anyways, they go out to a nice fancy dinner while WWE Raw is in Cleveland. How they found a fancy restaurant in Cleveland, I'll never know, but anyways, so during the King's Divorce Court, mm-hmm. Rusev is in there talking about how much it hurts him that his wife has, you know, is cheating on him. Mm-hmm. They, his wife, whose name is Lana, Lana and Bobby Lashley interrupt this segment via a live video feed of the restaurant. HD video feed, remember? Okay. Broadcast to the arena. So they brought their camera crew with them yes. uh, to this fancy restaurant, mm-hmm. as they you brought, do in wrestling. They, they brought like a 15-person camera crew. And Lana says, it has always been my dream to go to this restaurant with Rusev, but he would never take me. But now Bobby Lashley will. So Dom, if you've been married to someone for a couple of years... You would probably know where their dream restaurant is, right? You'd probably know the name. Of course. So she goes, and we're totally safe because Rusev doesn't know where we are. <laughs> they, Buddy. They, they cut out, and Rusev goes, I know where they are, and runs out of the ring. <laughs> A little bit later in the show, we go back to this restaurant, and we see the host come up to them and go, listen, you're going to have to leave. I'll pay for your meal like it's on the house, but you're going to have to leave because your husband is coming. To which Bobby Lashley responds, her husband doesn't have the balls to come. Isn't that right, Lana? And Lana goes, yeah. That's uncomfy. <laughs> go to a little later in the show. And who shows up? But Rusev. Rusev throws maybe three punches at Bobby Lashley, and then the two are separated by policemen. 
The whole time, Lana is screaming bloody murder. They are totally shocked that he is here. Oh, my God. My husband knows shit about me. Oh, God. (laughs) Exactly. I fucked up. So, Dom, this is arguably one of the most progressive times that WWE has ever seen. As in, like, socially progressive. Oh, this, we are in a renaissance. Oh, of yeah. Particularly women's wrestling. Oh, yeah. Where it, like, we have reached that point where you actually want to sit down and watch a women's match because mm-hmm. it's good wrestling. Uh, so keep that in mind as of we course, go. Of course. Of course. That's right. And this is probably just entertainment-wise. I would argue the second or third best time to be a wrestling fan depending on how much entertainment you got uh, out of all of the really really bad parts of the attitude era the attitude era being from like the late 90s to the early 2000s yeah that people laud as the golden age of wrestling because it had Dwayne the rock johnson stone cold steve austin and a myriad of others who people Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels Triple H these legendary wrestlers who people look at and say this is the golden age of wrestling Mm -hmm. it sucked it didn't suck there were some matches that are all time classic matches but the problem is like those guys in the main event scene were amazing Mm -hmm. but everybody else around them was just awful Uh, one of the things that I have for you today i believe is from the attitude era i think mine yours is also yeah so we have two two terrible things that happened during this time that's lauded as the golden age of wrestling with dwayne the rock johnson anyways let's get started Ooh. okay do i so now we're going to tell you about we each prepared two stories to tell you about which are stupid okay let me tell you the tale of zach Ryder, my hero (laughs) So Zack Ryder, he debuted in like 2005, 2006-ish as just like a goon to a bad guy where there was this guy named Edge, he was the champion, he was a bad guy, and every good bad guy needs goons. And Zack Ryder was one of the goons. Yeah. And he was a goon because he looked vaguely like the bad guy because he was a blonde white guy. So (laughs) uh, he debuted there. He just kind of like fizzled around after that storyline ended. He kind of didn't do anything until about 2010, 2011 where he started a YouTube channel and he started he decided he was going to get the crowd's approval on his own. So he started a YouTube channel and he started a YouTube series called Z True Long Island Story where it's just him with a terrible camera with zero preparation just doing stupid things. <laughs> and it was incredibly endearing and the crowd it got to the point there was a main event during shows and the crowd this entire arena would be chanting we want Ryder we want Ryder and then for months the WWE did not give them Ryder as like Z Trelongan story it's getting like hundreds of thousands of subscribers so many views he made his own title belt (laughs) that just had his face on it that said WWE internet champion (laughs) it was phenomenal and then eventually the WWE said we'll give you Ryder and so Zack Ryder came up and he started winning They started, at one point, he became the United States champion. They put a championship on him. 
other than the internet champion, which he is the reigning, undisputed, conquering, victimizing WWE internet champion. And it still has his face on it. Still has his face on it. Has touched Hornswoggle's balls. <laughs> Don't remind me. We're not going to Hornswoggle's go a leprechaun, by the way. Is a leprechaun. Uh, and I'm not going to go into that, but yeah, the, the internet championship has touched Hornswoggle's balls before. So, uh, so are you familiar with a man? <laughs> I can't. Are you familiar with a man named John Cena? Maybe. I thought you were going to keep going. Sorry. Now, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Kenneth Cena. Okay. Junior. Bobby, hold on. Bobby hold on. New. Kenneth? Jonathan <laughs> Kenneth Cena Jr. Yeah. I'm learning things today. <laughs> uh, so this was kind of at a peak. Oh, sorry. Jonathan uh, Felix. Felix Cena. Come on, man. I, I, I don't know why I thought it was Cena. Oh, that's right. Randy Kenneth. Orton is. Oh, yeah. Rand Keith. Ra Randall. Keith Orton. Randall Keith Orton is Randy Orton's name. Okay. Anyway. Uh, That's unfortunate. At this point in time, around 2011, 2012-ish, John Cena was Superman. He won every match. He was. He always came out on top. His his slogan was rise up was rise above hate. And because he, everyone hated him. <laughs> and everyone was super tired of him because it. This was year like four or five of Super John Cena. Just like crushing everyone who came up to him. He was always the champion, and it was a dark time. Mm -hmm. uh, in story, uh, John Cena and Zack Ryder were like best friends. Aww. And then, don't uh, it is for friends who do stuff together. It wasn't it is for you and me. It wasn't uh, like a close friendship. Do you remember what their friendship was like? Uh, I just remember. Uh, Zack Ryder running around fist pumping every two seconds, just screaming, "Woo, boy!" No, so so the John Cena Zack Ryder friendship was not like, oh, these are two friends who see each other as equals. Uh, it was right. it was very much like, oh, John C John Cena took on the slow lock guy from the locker room. Yeah, where <laughs> he's just like John Cena clearly felt bad for Zack Ryder, and yeah. I decided to say, don't worry, buddy, I'm your friend. Yes, it was very it was very much like an extended make a wish. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, actually, in WWE's totals of John Cena's make a wish grants, I'm pretty sure like one or two of them are just Zack Ryder. It's just <laughs> John Cena, by the way, who in storyline on TV stole Zack Ryder's girlfriend from him. I'm gonna get to that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, naturally, if you are trying to get to John Cena, John Cena is Superman, so you can't just attack John Cena. You have to go after his best friend in the world, Zack, Zack Ryder. Ryder. So in comes Kane, this demon, a literal in storyline demon, who is the brother of an undead cowboy mortician, who we will also get to later. We will get to later. By the way, Kane and his brother, the Undertaker, are awesome. They are wrestling legends. Oh, they, they're amazing. Like, oh, yeah, I know. It's one of those things that you say he's a literal demon, but it it's it stupid, works. but it's awesome. It so works. he comes in. And Kane just attacks Zack Ryder. 
just like choke slams him. There's like this loading dock area with a whole bunch of like <laughs> pallets underneath it. Kane just grabs Zack Ryder, just throws him off the loading dock. <laughs> just down he goes. <laughs> Goodbye, Zack. <laughs> Yeah, stop. You look, <laughs> no, okay, you said loading dock, and for some dumb reason, I thought, okay, this thing was so epic that they had to pause the screen and put, like, a little graphic of, like, a loading bar on the side. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> I don't doubt that that is a strategy WWE will use in the near future. But they could get there. Yeah, but... It wouldn't shock me. Not for this one. Actually, I think that was a graphic for TJ Perkins at some point. Oh, I'm sure it was. So, Zack Ryder, who (laughs) was down his whole career, he he scratched and clawed his way by his own hard work and merit, gained thing, gained his merit. He was a champion. He now got choke slammed off of a loading dock. Cut to the week after. He is in a wheelchair and a neck brace. Rolling around <laughs> in a wheelchair. Still fist pumping. Still fist pumping, going, bro, bro, bro. It was amazing. I believe Not the wheelchair. Zack Ryder was awesome. His nickname was the original Broski, wasn't it? Was it? I thought it was. I thought it was the original Broski. OG Broski. So, Anyways, yeah, continue. Uh, this whole time, Zack Ryder is trying to uh, get uh, a Get this get the favor of a female wrestler named Eve Torres. Uh, Eve was just Eve was kind of just a generic women's wrestler at the time. This was mm-hmm. in the dark ages of women's wrestling where they were all <laughs> yeah. the same oh, and yeah. it was mm-hmm. really bad. Uh, so in storyline, it became just like, oh, uh, Zack Ryder has won the favor of Eve Torres. Good guy gets the good girl. Yeah. Go ahead. If you need to picture Eve Torres, just picture a pair of tits with a red wig on top. That's about what it was. That's basically essentially what it was. Nice. So, uh, Kane decides that uh, attacking Zack Ryder wasn't enough. He has to attack Zack Ryder's girlfriend. So he kidnaps <laughs> Eve Torres. Still I trying. I forgot about this. Still part. trying to get like to John Cena, not by attacking yeah. John Cena or his family, but by attacking John Cena's friends' friends. <laughs> Can I? Do you? Are you going to explain Kane's master plan? What was his master plan? So his master plan was to get John Cena to embrace embrace the the hate. (laughs) So So this whole feud, Kane explained why he wanted to attack John Cena. And it's because Kane's t-shirt slogan at the time was rise above hate. Cena's t-shirt slogan. Yeah, John Cena's t-shirt slogan was rise above hate. Oh, so I was like... And Kane okay. said, I know you. You can be full of hate. You will embrace the hate. So he decided this whole plan was to egg John Cena into... Yes. Hitting Kicking back. his ass. Yeah, into hitting back at Kane. His whole plan was to get his ass kicked. Yeah. That was, that was that his, was his end goal, to get his ass kicked. The end goal was, you're going to hate me so much, you're going to kick my ass, and you're going to love it. You're going to embrace And then somehow the I'm going to win. <laughs> Once you kick my ass, that means I won. Checkmate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because Kane's, Kane's basically, like, his whole, like, storyline reasoning for this was like, well, I know I can't beat you. 
you're much better than me. You're John Cena. You're John Cena. But I can't be get, John yeah. Cena. So anyway, so continue. Uh, I just wanted to give that that bit of context. Naturally, <laughs> Zack Ryder's girlfriend gets stolen, kidnapped by Kane, and who who else to save her but John Cena, of course. And upon 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 John Cena saving Eve. She like jumps into his arms and does like an uncomfortably long makeout sesh. Like it is uncomfortably long. <laughs> it is like a solid like 10 seconds. Yeah. And then the camera slowly pans to the right to Zack Ryder <laughs> stand sitting there in his wheelchair with his neck brace holding a bouquet of roses. <laughs> Imagine if this was a Super Mario plotline. <laughs> it basically is. Like it, that's essentially where they got it from. Oh, Zack Ryder is Luigi. <laughs> so it's 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 heartbreaking. You it see, is. it's it's so you can just tell that the WWE hates Zack Ryder and everything he's done. So now, while in storyline, while he's still injured, still weird wheelchair bound in a neck brace. They make him defend his United States championship <laughs> against the all-American Jack Swagger. This military-supporting, oh, we-the-people, the, the all-American Jack Swagger, Jack Swagger is going to throw down against a wheelchair-bound <laughs> Zack Ryder for this championship. Care to guess who won that match? Take a shot. Take, take, take a... Shoot it out there. Ryder? Oh, Ooh, I'm so close. Oh, you oh, guessed man. wrong. Ah. <laughs> so uh, they, they like, rip his title off of him. Yeah. They do this whole storyline, which basically just says, yeah, Zack Ryder is just a chump. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and to top it all off, there is a segment. This is what our video clip will be. There is a segment where on the entrance ramp, to the ring, Zack Ryder wheels out in his wheelchair, and he's like, he's just kind of talking to John. He's like, "It's okay, John. We're still friends. You can't. You stole my girl, and <laughs> you you kind of the reason I'm getting my ass kicked every day. But John, we're still friends, buddy." And then Kane comes up from behind him. <laughs> no, you. We shouldn't tell Tom what happened. Oh, okay. We we'll play the clip. We'll play the okay? clip. Okay. If if you'd like to uh, move your attention to Do what the, happens. The screen over here. And I'll play the audio for the people listening at home. Oh, and of course, there's a stupid one of those stupid surveys. Behind John Cena's got to take care of this. Yes. Kane walked up behind Zack Ryder, grabbed hold of his wheelchair, and just pushed him off the stage. For some reason, in order to help Zack Ryder, John Cena first just went back and, like, shoved the timekeeper out of the way and then ran the other way. And they do a slow motion replay. Of Zack Ryder just in a wheelchair getting pushed off the stage. 
and then and then the next of course because it's wrestling the next 10 minutes of the segment is paramedics loading him onto a stretcher (laughs) putting him into an ambulance and like driving him away this man who was the crowd's favorite two months earlier the crowd was chanting we want Ryder." this was the fate of Zack Ryder this was a man who the fans loved who if you had put the WWE championship on this man no explanation given they would have bought it. They would have bought the whole. The whole crowd was fist bumping, chanting "woo yeah. woo woo." It which, was awesome. Which, by the way, Zack Ryder still wrestles oh, today. Yeah. He he does still wrestle today. He's still here, which is his slogan. His slogan is still here <laughs> because he's almost <laughs> so never on. Sad. He's he's almost never on television anymore. And so, like, he and his buddy have this like tag team, and they they jokingly they jokingly they're slogan is we're still here uh and his his buddy whose gimmick was the fact that he had lost 350 consecutive matches and the match that he won take team championship yeah (laughs) they he lost 350 consecutive matches and then Zack Ryder decides, yeah, you seem like a good guy to start a tag team with. And then their first match is a tag team that they didn't lose. They won the tag team championship. They lost like three matches. Were then put into the tag team championship. And then how does that even work? How do you how do you lose, lose, lose? <sighs> hey, you can try to win. You know how it works? Because he, here's like they gave no storyline explanation. Well, the storyline explanation. What happened was the champions yeah. at the time, literally, the two of them went up to the champions, said, hey, can we challenge you for your championship? <gasps> That's right. And they said, and it's like, what, are you kidding me? And then they sarcastically just like, yeah, when this happens. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, they went to the to the person in charge and said, well, they said they would, they said they'd defend their championships against us. I mean, it's like, and and the people in charge were like, well, they said it match. (laughs) Yeah. That's how it worked because they said it. And because they went up to the champions on April fools. And so then the champions were like, we thought it was an April fools joke. We thought, (laughs) what were we doing? But no, like the real reason why they had them win it. And the only reason why was because WrestleMania, which is the biggest, Show of the year, the showcase of the immortals, the was, granddaddy yeah. of them all. It was being these are all actual York. slogans that they used to advertise their event. It was being held in New York and Zach New Ryder, York, and, New York. Yeah, no, no, no. It was held in the shadow of New York. Oh yeah, that's right. It was held in New Jersey. <laughs> and, and Zach Ryder, and, and they never said New Jersey. They said in the shadow of New York City. Yeah, and and Zach New Ryder York's and his friend crack. are from New Jersey. So, anyways, that was Zack Ryder and the Z True Long Island story. Z True. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, this is that's Zack Ryder's basically how his whole career goes. A couple yeah. years ago, that was the highlight of his career. A couple years ago, this man won the tag championship. <laughs> I'm going to tell him about the Intercontinental Championship. Oh my god! A couple years ago, at WrestleMania, they had this big six-person like ladder match. This big, violent, whatever. And mm. a couple weeks beforehand, one of the participants broke his ankle. Like, for realsies, during match, broke his oh. ankle. And so they're like, well, he can't do this. Mm. So they just, well, we need a replacement. Slot in Zack Ryder. Why not? And everyone was, like, laughing. He had, he had, he wore, like, this, this coat, this 
like ankle length coat that yeah. just had his logo everywhere. Yeah. And it was kind of awesome. It was dope. <laughs> And they go that. to WrestleMania. Everyone's just like, well, Zack ain't winning. Zack Ryder won that match. They, The WWE gave him the belt at yeah. WrestleMania. Uh-huh. He won it. He brought his dad into the ring. He <laughs> celebrated with his dad. And then the next night, the next day on Monday Night Raw, he lost it. He held that championship for less than 24 hours. And it was like the highlight of his career. Yeah. Like it's my WrestleMania moment because prior to this, Zack Ryder. The only thing Zack Ryder did at WrestleMania was get kicked in the balls by his girlfriend Eve Torres. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That is that mm-hmm. was the previous thing he did, and on the biggest show of the year was just get kicked in the balls. So, speaking of balls, that's a good segue. Good. This, love balls my, right. my first one is not going to be as long as Aaron's because it doesn't really need much explanation. It's a thing that really stands for itself. Dom, I want to introduce to you the character of Beaver Cleavage. <laughs> Can you repeat that? Uh, yes, yes. The character's name is Beaver Cleavage. Beaver? Beaver, as in the animal. As in the rodent? Yes. Cleavage, as in the rock, uh, the rock thing. Yeah, the, like the thing with splitting yeah. the rocks. When you when there's like a split in a mountain. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. And nothing else. Or no, a nice nothing pair. Nothing else. Or a nice pair of tits. Either, one oh, of, I forgot one about that one. <laughs> That's a thing. So so anyways anyways, so Beaver Cleavage. This happened, I think, during the era, Attitude Era. Highlight. The golden age of wrestling of the yes. late 90s. And it was a grown man who dressed as a child, complete with hat that has a propeller on it and overalls. Are you describing beaver cleavage to me? or This is beaver cleavage. Grown man dresses as a child. Oh, that's disappointing. Where's a hat? Oh, just wait. Where's a hat with a propeller on it? And walks around with his manager. His manager in storyline is his mom, who has a giant pair of tits. <laughs> and everything Beaver Cleavage says is basically, doesn't my mom have nice tits? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it is. That's essentially what it is. Like, I, I'll pull up the video. This is a promo introducing his character. So this is the second... Oh, ever appearance of Beaver Cleavage the WWE universe does not know who this man is and I just want to show you this because everybody deserves to see Beaver Cleavage here is Beaver Cleavage again I'll turn it up for the people at home making pancakes that's important gosh mom your flapjacks look great Staring directly at her tits. She spilled on him. Stop. Stop. What is this? This is Beaver Cleavage. That was Beaver Cleavage. <laughs> You want to watch it again? It was short. It was only 30 seconds. <laughs> I feel violated. Let's go again. 
It it was amazing. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Three, two, one. <sighs> Making pancakes. Gosh, mom, your flapjacks. Staring directly at the tits. <laughs> she spilled on him. Ed is now wiping his groin. That's better. Now we have a dry, clean, hairy beaver. Thanks, Mom. Nobody likes a sloppy beaver. Wink to the camera. I don't... Get it? I get it. No one likes a sloppy beaver. Harry. Oh, so... Uh, Nobody likes a sloppy beaver. She, she made sure that he had a dry, clean, hairy beaver. He's never say that whole sentence ever again. <laughs> Come on, Don. Come on. Wrestling's great. Don't what do you like a sloppy beaver? You want a dry clean hairy beaver just as much as the next man, don't you, Dom? And sometimes <laughs> Sometimes your mother just has to take care of it for you. <laughs> sometimes your mom has to clean your beaver up. There's nothing wrong with that. Just How much you want to bet someone took that clip and turned it into a porno? Oh, for sure. I will guarantee it. I, I would be surprised if it wasn't. I think it's in the WWE vault. I, I think, think <laughs> I could go into the WWE network right now and find it. Yeah. So we'll move on. On to my next, next one. Clip, to your next one. Because that's all. I just wanted to introduce you to that character. There's nothing really more to say. He, he went on to uh, be a part of one of the best tag teams ever. Like, different character. Like, the man ditched that character and then went on to become part of the Headbangers. Oh, the Headbangers. One of the best tag teams ever. Interesting. So, I'm going to tell you about a man named Diamond Dallas Page. Bang. Aaron and I are doing the DDP logo. This is his logo. He would, like, hold this diamond above his head, bring it down while yelling, bang. He was awesome. He Bang! he started wrestling like pretty late and like, like he was in his mid thirties yeah, like when 35. he started wrestling, and he initially wrestled for WWE's competitor WCW, WCW, where he became the champion. He was awesome. Are you familiar with the RKO, the move RKO out of nowhere? Are you kidding me? How can you not know what that is? Well. He had a move called the Diamond Cutter, which was literally the RKO before oh, the RKO. Yeah. The same move, just this was the 90s, and, it, and he called it the Diamond Cutter. Okay. So that was his move, and he was great. Uh, in the early 2000s, like 2001, WCW was bought by WWE, and they got most of their wrestlers. Okay. DDP joined a little late, and he was introduced into a feud with wrestling legend the undertaker and you would think wow this living legend is my first feud that sounds yeah. awesome undertaker was in an odd era of his career because he was introduced in the late 80s as like this undead wizard <laughs> yeah and then they had was this, was this during no this wasn't during the american badass it was during the american badass do you want to explain exactly what the american badass was or? that's that's what i'm setting up for okay explaining the evolution of the undertaker oh okay okay of he started that and then in one match, he just died. They killed The Undertaker. Oh. And then a few months later, you they he comes back riding a motorcycle in a leather jacket with an American flag bandana 
with his theme song being Limp Biscuits Rollin'. Rollin', 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 rollin'. Rollin', 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 rollin'. The undead wizard man was now the American badass. Was the a, Undertaker. Was a undead Still undead. Still rider. a zombie wizard. But now he was a biker. Oh, he's still a wizard. He's yes. still an undead wizard. He can still shoot lightning from his fingers. <laughs> which is an ability that the Undertaker has. <laughs> Kane, by the way, the guy who messed up uh, Zack Ryder, the in-storyline brother of the Undertaker, Kane can summon fire at any place, anytime. Yeah. Just by raising his arms above his head. Because he's a demon. And throwing them down. We're not being ridiculous Right, here. of course. He has to throw How them down. How could I forget? He has to go up. And, and then, then downsies, down and then the, the flames come up. Okay, this is a real sport here, Aaron. <laughs> How could I be so foolish? <laughs> so, uh, the Undertaker, undead wizard biker man, he he comes out and he says, "I have a real problem. My me, an undead wizard biker man, has a problem. Somebody stalking my wife." He has a wife, by the way. His wife. No, not undead. Not uh, his normal human wife. <laughs> normal human wife. He had a neck tattoo of her name. It says something different now, but at the time he had a neck tattoo of his name. Of her name. His name? Her name. Her name. <laughs> so, weeks of video clips of, like, super shady like surveillance cameras of this dude just like following the undertaker's wife around and until eventually the this this hooded figure comes out masked and he's like i'm gonna show who i am it was like super highly rated everyone was like who is stalking the undertaker's wife he pulls off the mask to reveal now almost 40 years old diamond dallas page and we have the video by the way diamond dallas page i'll, I'll set this up for them because you think like okay if he was like some scrub some schmuck in wwe language a jobber he would have no right fight fighting the undertaker right fair Diamond Dallas Page was one of the biggest stars in WCW. He was huge. He could have just walked into the arena and said, I want to fight The Undertaker. And no one would have questioned it. Nobody would have, have been like, it. well, he's like the, one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. That <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah. But they decided he needed to stalk the undead wizard man's wife. <laughs> the undead wizard man's wife. His wife, Undertaker's wife, notable, also a biker. Also came of out. Of course. Of course. It would be ridiculous if she was not. There's an ad here. I'm going to shut the ad off because they're it's not paying us money. Ad. Hey, don't skip the Christmas ad. Threatens murder. Threatens murder. But cannot say the word bitch. Right here in Tampa. No more disguising my voice.
face. He sits there wide-eyed. Just revel in the revelation of Diamond Dallas Page. This story concluded with Diamond Dallas Page, biggest star in the world. He got his ass kicked by The Undertaker's wife. Yeah. His wife, who is not a wrestler. I know, a, she was. She was? Tori. She was. No, that's her. That's his second wife. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sarah, the one, this wife, Undertaker got divorced from this wife. Uh, this wife, the wife of the undead wizard biker man, is just a human, not a wrestler, just a biker woman. She came out and went to the biggest star in WCW and just kicked his ass. And that was the end of the story. Diamond Dallas Page got his ass kicked, and that was that. He came up, threatened murder, stalked his wife, got his ass kicked, wasn't heard from again. Yeah, essentially, that was the end of his career, essentially. Wrestling, by the way, oh, something that you can do into your mid-60s. Yes. Ric Flair, his last match, he was like, what, 64? Yeah. Something like that. Something that you can, like, so long as you don't sustain, like, a horrible injury during your career, something you could easily do in your into your mid-60s. Diamond Dallas Page done at 40. Notable note about Diamond Dallas Page, he's now uh, one of the biggest yoga instructors in the world. Yes. He takes people. <laughs> DDP yoga. He takes people who are shitty out of shape and turns them into like still kind of shitty out of shape. <laughs> but, but can do a backflip. So, <laughs> But it's like he takes in these people. They are like drug addicts. They are like they are severely yeah. overweight. And he changes their lives using the power of DDP yoga. That That's, that's throw his career. Up. Throw them up. Throw them up. Throw them up. Just throw up the diamond, Dom. Throw, throw up the up diamond. The diamond. Just throw up the diamond. Just throw up the diamond. Not until you stop looking at the reflection. It's <laughs> I do look. I do look at myself in the reflection. I look good. I, I have a good look going on today. So who do you have next? Now that we've no, covered Diamond Dallas Page, I, I want to introduce you to a man affectionately known as Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. Or should I say, Little Jimmy? <laughs> so let me. I have to do some some backtracking here. So, wrestling is contingent on having two types of characters. Good guys and bad guys. The good guys are called baby faces. Bad guys are called heels. What the fuck? We can't dive into that right now. You just got to accept it it's, for what it it's is. It's circus jargon. So, yeah. it's Wrestling came from the circus. And it's yeah. all circus so, jargon. Yeah, it's all circus jargon. Anyways. So, when you want to turn a face into a heel... You, <laughs> you have to get over how ridiculous this sounds, okay? You have to put him, typically, especially if it's heel as love it as this man, one strategy that you can use is to put him with what's called a heater. A heater is essentially an annoying little prick who everybody hates. And because this little prick likes you, everybody will hate you. So the man I'm going to introduce you to is R-Truth. R-Truth was, how you say, special. 
as in his whole character was essentially did not know who he where he was or what he was doing <laughs> his 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 catchphrase for Almost a long eyes. time his catchphrase for a long time was that's on me that's my bad because he would just make dumb mistakes and then he would go that's on me that's my bad one of the better things he did in his career by the yeah. way it was great it was really yeah. funny he, he would like come out like they would be like advertising a match and he'd come out and be like this Sunday, I'm gonna, you know, win the King of the Ring, and they're like, "Truth, you're not even in the King of the Ring. <laughs> you're not in like, the match." He's like, "That's on me. That's my bad." And he just leave. Yeah, he would just leave. Anyways, so they they decided we're gonna place, we're gonna turn you heel, heel, and we're gonna place you with a heater. Um. So the, his first match was going to be against Superman John Cena. Okay. This is John Cena during his Superman phase of during like once again it like it was this was John Cena's storyline directly before Zack Ryder yeah so like these two things happened back to back, back. and so our truth comes out and says I'm essentially I'm going to make all of you little Jimmies who are cheering for John Cena upset John Cena wins our truth then goes. And throws a cup of water into a child's face. The child in the crowd. In the crowd. The child. It was a plant. Is a is a plant. Oh, of course. Of course. But yes, like in the crowd, just goes up. So this morphs eventually into our truth being managed by a man named Little Jimmy, who is a midget. Who? He's not a midget. He's a child, don't you know? Well, okay. So he was a child. Knew everything about our truth. Knew all of his weaknesses. All of his strengths. And most importantly, was also completely imaginary. <laughs> Did not exist. Our <laughs> truth would simply turn to his side and say, "Do you want to talk, little Jimmy?" <laughs> and then would go, "Little Jimmy, don't have anything to say to you." <laughs> and that was little Jimmy. Then, so eventually, once you've successfully turned somebody heel with the heater. The heel in the heater have to split. Uh, typically, this is done by turning the heater face. You make people like him now. But so I know you may be asking, how do you turn an imaginary child <laughs> into a good guy? Wondering this. Here's how you do it. You have the child cost our truth the money in the bank match <laughs> by telling him that there are spiders in the briefcase. So the money in the bank ladder match, <laughs> there's a briefcase suspended above the ring. And inside of it is a contract for a championship match anytime, anywhere. You yes. get the briefcase by taking a ladder, climbing up, and grabbing the briefcase. Simple concept, really. Yes. But here's the thing. Our truth only fears two things. <laughs> spiders and heights. And you Frame. can't climb up a ladder to get a briefcase full of spiders now, can you? You'll you'll hear you you'll hear him in the clip that I brought. Just go, afraid of spiders, red heights, afraid of spiders, red heights. So so, our truth now wants a shot. He believes that there is a conspiracy against him because little Jimmy has turned on him. So he wants a shot at the WWE Championship. He's going out to essentially his boss. And saying, give me a shot at the WWE Championship. Inexplicably, our truth 
has brought two more little Jimmys with him. <laughs> they're multiplying. <laughs> they're just... They're, they're never named. They are just two children on either side of him. <laughs> Still imaginary. Are, again, completely imaginary. <laughs> Triple H was part of... So Triple H is his boss. Triple H was part of a faction known as Degeneration X. Who Did you say Degeneration X? Yes. yes. Degeneration X. Okay. Their catchphrase was suck it while they did a cross chop. Like yes. a, a crotch chop. Anyways, uh, they were amazing. And they, they were known for having a really good sense of humor. And so in this clip, Triple H just had himself a good time. And I just want to let you watch this clip. This is the longest clip, by the way, just about five minutes. We will do a running commentary with it, so feel free to talk. By the way, this is 2011. This happened. 2011. Just eight years ago. Again, the Marines aren't giving us money, so we're not going to play the Easy there. (laughs) Give us money. This is our truth. Congratulations, Triple H. Don't what me. And we're, we won't get into the what chance. He speaks to the little Jimmy's at his Unlike side. Michael Cole. Michael Cole is a commentator. I like I see. You see, I see a new day. I see a new regime. Etc. Etc. <laughs> but what I really want to know is, I got Talk to the <laughs> What are you gonna do exactly for me? Be- Hold on, before you say this, little Jimmy. <laughs> Little Jimmy cost me my match at Capital Punishment. It was Capital Punishment, not money in the bank. And heights cost me the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, that's what it was. You don't like spiders, you don't like heights. You don't like spiders, you don't like heights. <laughs> I just want to know what are you going to do? What are you going to do to rectify the conspiracy against the truth? You talking to me, you talking to these other guys. <laughs> He's referencing the little Jimmy's. What other guys? You talking to me? I'm, you talking to me? I'm talking to you. You talking to me? Are you talking to these other guys here? Ain't no other guys behind me. <laughs> Our truth has forgotten. I know. <laughs> what is going on? He thinks this is a joke. He thinks he's He continues to talk <laughs> to little Jimmy. No, 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 no. I don't think this is a joke. I just think that... What's that? Triple H invents his own little Jimmy. No, he thinks it's a joke. No, but I don't. It's, I mean, yeah, it's funny, you know. Shut up. No, yeah. Just tells funny, one to shut up. No, you're probably right. He probably needs medication. That's all. <laughs> oh, see that? Now you made him mad. Look at his eyes. <laughs> you don't. Uh, truth. He doesn't like how that guy's eyeballing him. Man, you crazy. <laughs> Man, you crazy. <laughs> what 
talking to people that don't exist. I know, it's like I'm insane, right? <laughs> you might be the game, but I'm not playing. So, that was Little Jimmy. I'm going to unplug this now as we move in. What's with all the what's? Okay. I will explain the what chant. So, late 90s, there was a wrestler named Stone Cold Steve Austin. And pretty much what he did, he was he was the biggest star. The biggest feud in wrestling history is Dwayne The Rock Johnson versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And what Steve Austin would do is someone would be talking to him, like a piece of authority, and they'd be like talking down to him. And he would just respond with going, what? Over, no matter what they said, he'd just go, what? 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 And that's the start. Because then the crowd started doing it whenever someone who was... Whenever someone who was against Steve Austin said anything, the crowd would, would respond with what? And then because Steve Austin is the biggest star in like wrestling history, to this day, whenever a heel talks to somebody, it's just what all the time. Yeah. All right. It's actually pretty annoying. It's I, I still love it. So now we're going to move into our final segment here. Which I'm tentatively calling Factor Fiction. I'm going to give you three. Actually, so I'm changing this on the fly. Oh on boy. the fly. Oh, boy. On the fly. So I'm going to give you three. So I'm going to give. Sorry. I'm going to give you four storylines, four stories for matches that happened. You have to. Or that may have happened. Okay. You have to tell me which one actually happened. So three of these are fake. One of them actually happened. And then at the end, I'm going to tell you another storyline, and you just have to tell me if it actually happened or if it did not. Three of these did not happen, but in in, in honor of Halloween, which is when we're recording this, they came scary close. <laughs> they almost happened. So these all almost happened, and one happened. Storyline number one. A terrorist beats two American icons, Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker. Dom has already put his head in his hand. Becomes the world champion. Number two. When was that? When? Yeah. This would have been during the Attitude Era. Okay. Late Attitude, late late attitude, attitude era. era. Number two. A character best described as a transvestite was going to get breast implants. By the way, to become more believable, by the way, this character was a man. And he was going to get breast implants to become more believable. A frozen Nazi sh- a frozen Nazi soldier would be managed by a Jewish man <laughs> and would become the WWE champion with zero losses. He would win every match and become the champion. Or, two wrestlers were in a feud together. One of the wrestlers' managers died. And so, in order to explain this, the other wrestler took the urn that was filled with the manager's ashes. The manager, by the way, was the other wrestler's best friend. He took the urn, (laughs) uncapped the urn, and showered in the ashes. 
You gotta tell me which one happened. Which one? One of these things real. happened, and okay. all of them almost happened. What was the first one? A terrorist beats two American icons and then becomes the world champion. Okay, well, it's not the second one. It's it's not the transvestite character almost getting breast implants. What was the Nazi one again? A frozen Nazi soldier becomes unfrozen, becomes managed by a Jewish man, and then uh, would go undefeated and win the WWE Championship. As much as I want that to be a thing, <laughs> I don't believe that. So what are you saying? So you've eliminated two options. I have... You're down to terrorist or showering in a former manager's ashes. Ugh. I think the terrorist thing happened. You think the terrorist thing happened? Dom, the only reason the terrorist thing didn't happen was because 9-11 happened. Oh, I thought that backwards. No! That is the only the reason only it didn't That's reason. why I asked you why when that was. Yep. But I thought, oh, no. It was in progress. Yeah. When 9-11 happened, and then they cut it short. As in, for obvious reasons. On that... It was... No, no, it wasn't on that day. But, like, the plan was to have this man, who was, a, who was in storyline a terrorist. A Middle Eastern terrorist who had with him masked yes. terrorist goons. Named, who, and his name was Mohammed Hassan. And he would send these masked terrorist goons to attack everybody. Yes. And he was going to win the WWE Championship. The only reason he didn't do it was because during the storyline, 9-11 happened. Dom, um, the one that actually happened was, it was the, the urn one. showering It was ashes. the urn one. Ah, CM Punk showered. So the Undertaker was a man who was controlled by this urn. The, the urn contains the undead wizard biker man's powers. Yes. And it was carried around by his manager. Well, his manager died in the middle of a feud between CM Punk and The Undertaker. So, WWE, in storyline... Yeah, like, he in real life, his manager died. Oh, yeah, like, in real, in real life, the manager died. Oh. Like, the manager is actually dead now. In storyline, they put the manager's ashes into the urn. They did, not, not, not literal his ashes, but they took it, an urn full of ashes. Do you know ashes. what it was? Do you know what it was? What was it? It was kitty litter. CM, oh, that's funny. CM Punk came out later and said it was kitty litter. <laughs> and so they, but they put his ashes in storyline into an urn. CM Punk stole the urn and then showered in the manager's ashes. Just stood middle of the ring, uncapped the urn, dumped them on his head. Isn't wrestling great, Dom? I don't. All right, Dom. Isn't I got, it great? I got one more for you. You just got to tell me if this really happened or not. This hurts me. There's a man named Braun Strowman. <laughs> I like where this is going. Who, and this is true, on the WWE's website is listed as a height of Empire State Building and weight of Brick Shit House. This man is a big, big man. He is a large gentleman. He is a former world champion in, in a... Powerlifting. Powerlifting, thank you. In powerlifting. Big, big man. Large. I went 
a couple years ago there was a there was a, a, a WWE show downtown and I yeah. saw him I stood next to him he they call him a mountain of a man he is a mountain yes he is gigantic wait here in town yes yeah, it was at the Civic Center like two oh, years ago yeah. Yeah. anyways continuing on he went to Wrestlemania to fight in a tag team match the only re- the only problem here he didn't have a tag team partner what do you do when you don't have a tag By team the way, partner? Little Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Well, oh God. <laughs> no. So, so by the way, this this tag team match, right, WrestleMania, was not on the kickoff. Okay, it wasn't on the pre-show that nobody really cares about. It was during the main event. On this, or like during the main card, the big pay-per-view. On the, the pre-show, pay-per-view. they like put it on TV. They put it on YouTube. Yes. You had to pay to watch this match. Mm-hmm. You 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 do that. You, it's it's during the main card, and it's for the tag team championships. Braun Strowman's fighting without a partner. It is two against one. It is two against one. Little Jimmy. Braun Strowman walks out to the ring, and says, "I'm still without a partner, so they tell me I can't fight. So who wants to be my partner?" And he. Runs out of the ring, starts walking around the ring, passes his in real life dad, <laughs> who is pointing at himself, begging to be his partner. He passes his dad and pulls out an eight year old <laughs> from the crowd, just pulls an eight year old out of the crowd. They, they, they go into the match. Braun Strowman fights almost all of the match, save for one part where he tags in the child. He tags in this eight-year-old child. Who gets into the ring, squares up like he's about to fight, and then turns around and tags out. Braun Strowman wins, and then they have to relinquish their tag championships the next day because the child is at school and they cannot defend the titles. (laughs) (laughs) Did that actually happen? God, I had to choose. <laughs> he was just enjoying it. What? He was enjoying our story. But but are we tricking you? Is the thing, is or is this a, a treat? Halloween season. This is false. I have some bad news for you. No, the child's name was Nicholas, and the was the son name... of a WWE referee. Oh. <laughs> the child's name was Nicholas. And the actual reason he came out the next day and the commentator said Nicholas can't be a WWE champion because he has to go to school. Poor Nicholas. So, Dom, I just have one question for you. There's SmackDown tomorrow. Will you be watching? Are you going to watch it with us? Would you, after everything you've learned today, we're going to ask every, every guest this. After everything you learned today, would you start watching wrestling? I hate that you did this to me. Because <laughs> I have to now. Something, yeah, now you're morbidly curious. Is that a yes? Yeah. We did it! We got one. <laughs> we got a fan. But... The thing with wrestling is that everything is stupid. But some things are stupid and 
awesome. And some things are just awesome. Like, not everything's stupid. Not, yeah, some, some storylines are generally like, I just watched a movie, and I'm super satisfied with this ending. Yes. Other things, you go, this is stupid, and I love it. There is a clip of that same mountain of a man, Braun Strowman, throwing his opponent into the back of an ambulance. Uh, do you remember when I talked about Zack Ryder getting uh, thrown off of a like a loading dock? Mm-hmm. It's a si- very similar situation. The ambulance is parked next to the loading dock. Braun Strowman goes to the side of an ambulance with his bare hands, picks up the ambulance, and flips it over the loading dock while screaming, I'm not finished with you yet. Yeah, anytime... Uh the head of WWE Vince McMahon feels like or I'm sorry I we need to pay him his due respect Vincent Kenny McMahon uh, feels like Braun Strowman is dwindling in popularity he simply has him flip a really big vehicle Braun Strowman has ripped the door off of a limousine he's torn apart an entire convertible he's flipped a semi cab he has flipped an ambulance. He's towed a porta potty <coughs> with a man in it. <laughs> and he has, I'm not kidding here, pulled down part of the stage. Like part of the Jumbotron. Just I forgot pulled about it down. That. An 80 foot tall metal screen, and he just pulled it down. He has been thrown into a garbage truck, a compacting garbage <sighs> truck. The switch pulled. He is compacted. A week later, that same garbage truck pulls it up to the ring, and he climbs out (laughs) of this compacted garbage truck. Isn't wrestling great, Mom? Isn't wrestling great? Stop. Stop doing this to me. (laughs) I hate that I like this. 